Hey everybody, this is Patty. Welcome to the Witching Hour. I have a beautiful guest for you today, a spooky guest, a perfect guest for Halloween. I have the one and only Kalani Ghost Hunter, paranormal investigator, influencer, YouTuber, TikTok guy. I'm sure you've seen him and you're going to love him like I do. But before I bring on Kalani, Where's Patty? Because especially this month, I never have any idea where I am until I look it up. So if you are checking into this the week we first drop, which is Halloween, Monday, October 30th, I am home. Well, I'm probably on a plane coming home from New Orleans and the Vampire Ball. I'm sure we had the best time all week taking over the House of Blues and all points in between. But I'm home right now, but getting ready to leave for mid-Michigan Paracon. So anybody in or near or wants to be in or near mid-Michigan Paracon is really fun. It's my first time doing this one, but everybody's going. So midmichiganparacon.com. Check it out. Come see me. Come see lots of my pair of friends. And then I am hopping to the other side of the planet and I'm going to be in Tasmania for a while, but you can't go there because it's private. So I, it's way down. It's at the bottom of the planet. It's a 72 hour flight. But when I come back, I am going to write back to Texas. I'm going to be at Miracles of Joy doing one of my Patty Witchy Weekends small intimate workshops, seances, private sessions at one of my favorite paranormal, not my favorite new age, paranormal, occult, whatever stores, Louisville, Texas, Miracles of Joy. So join me there because it's a rare time to really do intimate seances, intimate things. And then I'm going back to Texas and you guys can come with me. Old Park Hotel with Natalie Jones, my Paraflix partner, Natalie Jones. We are doing a pre-holiday because what better to spend Christmas, Hanukkah or Yule than at the super spooky Old Park Hotel. And you guys can come with us. So come with us, 8 to 10 Old Park Hotel. I actually reversed that. And then I am heading off. No, I've already been. Yeah, then I'm heading off for Miracles of No, I've already been to Miracles of Joy. See, it's October. I'm not even going to edit this out. This is how my brain works. Go to pattynegri.com and you can see where I really am and where. Follow me on all my social medias. You can get to my correct social medias from there. Make sure you're wearing your power panties when you come see me. Please go to mysterycontrol.com for that. Or you can get there from my website, um, my spellcaster line, Wednesdays, make sure I'm even doing it this Wednesday. We are do, I think we are doing the Witches Movie Coven. Myself, Heather Green, Courtney Buckley, Jason Mankey, and Richard Leal Lillard talk about witches in movies. Oh, we disagree about witches in movies, witchy movies. So we want your input because it's live and join us in the chat room. So other than that, have a great Halloween. Hey everybody, guess what time it is? It is time for the Willow Report. Happy Halloween. And so it is Halloween week and we are getting into the holidays in general. Today, little sleepy Willow, she does fall asleep every time I pick her up. Little sleepy Willow wanted me to remind you of the things that are really bad for dogs to eat. And not everybody knows it. Let's start out with number one is chocolate because it is Halloween and we're getting into the holidays. Chocolate is really, really bad for dogs. So as much as they want it and as much as they like it, 
Don't give it to them. But you know what else is really bad for dogs? Onion. And as we get into the holidays and it's the onion dip, it's the onion on top of the green beans that grandma makes, onions are bad for dogs. Chives are bad for dogs. You know what else is bad for dogs? Avocado. I didn't know that. Avocado has got something in it that's really bad for the pups, along with alcohol, along with macadamia nuts, along with almonds. And again, I'm looking at this list looking, this is everything that we eat at the holidays. So be really careful. Grapes and raisins. Again, your lovely fruit bowl, your cornucopia of grapes and things at the holidays. Don't give them to dogs. There's little things in them that can make them at minimum sick, vomit, diarrhea, and all sorts of things. And at last, really toxic and can hurt you. So check out things because things that you don't think about like tea. Not that I've ever seen anybody give a dog tea, but most tea has caffeine and it's not good for them. Energy drinks, it's not good for them. Artificial sweeteners, especially xylitol, is extraordinarily poisonous for dogs. So take good care of your babies. Watch things that get up, fall off the dining room table. Mm -hmm. Watch things that they could reach from the coffee table. Don't let them have it if you love them. So that's it. Have a beautiful Halloween. There's great treats you can make for your dogs. And now, at least where I live, there's dog bakeries where you can get cakes and cookies and cupcakes and candy made for dogs. A lot of them is pita butter or meat flavored. She loves meat flavored cookies but she's a dog. So take care of your babies because they take care of us. So that's the Willow Report. She's going to sleep now. Rock-a-bye Willow on a treetop. Happy Hallows. For today's magic lesson, we're going to go back to moon magic because that's actually one of my favorite, favorite kinds of magical work, spell work, ritual work, and everything. The moon, we all have the same one. It's doing the same thing at the same time. It's pretty amazing. And guess what? Its schedule is written on your cell phone. Its schedule is written on every paper calendar you've ever bought. We are affected by the moon, you guys. Our body is like 60% water. Our planet is like 70% water. Those are the tides that run us. Think about it. Everybody knows about the, the full moon, how crazy everybody gets, especially those people who work in hospitals or police departments or anything. It's like full moon's coming. Everybody's going to be crazy. Why not use that energy to manifest, whether you call it wish-making, spell-crafting, manifestation, on the full moon, you guys could create anything you want. It's a two-day option. Don't get too crazy. We just had one on the 28th, if you're watching this when we first drop. Every full moon, get outside if you can. If you can't, stay inside. Be in gratitude for everything you have. Thank whoever you're thanking, God, the universe, your higher self, the moon itself. Be in gratitude. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my relationship. And... Ask for what you want. Every belief system says we should ask, right? Whether you call it prayer or manifestation or affirmations or spell working. Thank you for my beautiful two-bedroom apartment. I'd really like a three-bedroom apartment. Thank you for my this. Thank you for that. I would like that. Ask. And then the next almost two weeks while the moon is waning or getting smaller, 
wake up in the morning and go, the moon's waning. I'm going to let go of something that's not serving me. That's when I always start a diet. That's the time somebody should quit smoking or I'm going to stop eating carbs or whatever you want to do. I'm not going to be so hard on myself. I'm not going to worry so much. I'm not going to be so chatty brained. Whatever it is, is going to be 10 times easier during the waning moon. And then we get down to the new moon. That's the dark moon. That's the time to go inside. Whether you do a big old meditation or 30 seconds of what do I want now? Not what did I want last month? Not what does the world want for me? But what do I feel now? And then the next almost two weeks is the waxing moon. It's getting bigger. You could see it out the window. Add into your life. More laughter, more walks in the park, more vegetables, more taking care of myself, whatever that is. All of a sudden, within a couple weeks of starting this awareness, which leads to action, the good stuff in your life gets better, faster, and easier with the grace and ease of the moon. You've tapped into your tides. The stuff that's not bad or good, but the stuff that's no longer serving you starts falling away easily with the grace and ease of the moon. You get what you want from the full moon. You learn who you are from the new moon. Costs nothing. It's 20 seconds a day, and you can change your life. So moons are everywhere. We all do our moon water. We all dance around bonfires or at least look up every now and again, but take it into your actions. When the moon's getting bigger, add. When the moon's getting smaller, let go. And you will see the power of the moon. That's the magic lesson. Magic is everywhere. Sometimes you just have to look up. I have some good spooky pretty amazing magic for us today. You might know him from TikTok or YouTube or all sorts of social media, but I have paranormal investigator and all around great guy, Kalani the Ghost Hunter. Thank you so much, Kalani. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I am so happy to have you on and finally meet you. This is the first time I've met, though. I know we've crossed paths many times with some of the people that we work with. Yeah. So let's for people who don't know much about you, how did you get into this goofy paranormal world? So I have been investigating for about four years, but I started making content about two and a half years ago, and it kind of led to one thing led to another, and then all of a sudden, this is the full-time job, and now I travel the world going to places that people don't want to go to. Yeah, <laughs> or some of us do, or some people are, they want to watch you go there. Or That's we, it. That's it. They want to um, sit at home and watch me go do it. Yeah, I just watched one when you were actually with a friend of mine that we both work with, Josh the Explorer, Exploring with Josh, and you were with Robert the Doll, which I have one of those mini Robert the Dolls. And me, as an experienced practicing witch, you did something that I would never, ever do. You blooded things. <laughs> How's that go yeah. for you? Um, well, if you watch that video, you could see that it did not go as well as we had hoped, but... I will say it was a learning experience, to say the least. I've never had anything like that in all the places I've ever been, but that's also the only time I've ever stuck a needle in my finger and bled on a Robert the Doll. So it was kind of like I got what I was asking for, but me being stubborn, I, to, I live through mistakes rather than live through somebody else's. <laughs> I like that. No, it is great, because I know, David, that one of the keepers and the guy on the video, I can't remember his name, but I met him at a recent Paracon and he's great. So yes, I am I am very all about Robert the Doll. I have his rum just in case it gets too much for me. I have the doll, but I would never blood him there. What are some of the other really great or really bad experiences that you've experienced in your ability to go around the world do this? 
Yeah, so recently I went to the Nevada State Prison, and they let me inside of the death chamber, and I got strapped to the execution table, which that was a really cool experience because they don't let many people do that. I think the only other people that have been in that room would be Project Fear now, but I was the first person that wasn't getting executed to get kind of strapped to the wrist strap of that table. So that was a a very interesting experience. And there's actually a part of that where I feel like an overwhelming sense of anger, like something that I've never had happen before where something's made me feel angry, which part of me was like, maybe it's the lack of oxygen in there. But the other part of me was, you know, maybe there's something that has an influence over my demeanor in that space. So that was a really cool experience in that place. There was so much activity. We didn't even have to have equipment out. It was one of those locations that you could walk in there with a flashlight and have an experience. So that's probably one of my top ones this year. But And then you move to Robert the Doll, and it's just a compound sequence of crazy after crazy. Yeah. No, I've done the Nevada State Prison somewhere this year, too, with the overnight guys, with Elton and Corey, and not strapped down to the... You You just go that next level, Kalani. I like that. <laughs> yeah, me up. So I hear... I You've probably been there already by the time this airs, because it is our Halloween issue and, and our, our episode. And the veil is thinner. And once we get into October, the further we get, the more and more activity you're going to get, the more and more that is what Halloween is. Or in my, my witchy pagan background, it's Samhain when mm-hmm. the veil is thin. So you're getting ready to go do your first investigation at the Queen Mary, right? Yeah. So tomorrow we'll be heading to, to stay the night at the Queen Mary. And I'm excited because I've heard stories. I've watched shows over the years and I finally get to go experience it for myself. Yeah, it's great. That's actually where I grew up. So my high school prom was on the Queen Mary. And at my high school prom, literally, I snuck away because that's what we do. And I got to the pool area, the empty indoor pool area. And I saw the little girl, you know, I'm talking decades ago. And I'm like, that's what I did at my prom. (laughs) It's so funny because it's this goofy place with happy ghosts, dark ghosts. And then there's weddings and proms in between everything. It's got such a juxtaposition going back. And it's so big. I'm excited to go. And I think what's weird is like kind of what you mentioned. You have, on one hand, people making videos about how scary this place can be. And then on the other hand, you've got uh, somebody having their wedding there. So it's like a lot of energy in that boat. And it sits on water, which depending on how you feel about that, right, that could just be a conduit in and of itself. Total conduit, and my expect total conduit, and all the history of that ship, everything it's gone through from being a luxury liner to being a warship, and people, so many people killed in the war stuff. It's it, it'll vibrate. You'll feel it the second you get there. You will. Feel yeah, it. I'm excited for sure. So while you were here in LA, are you going to the Cecil? Have you been to the Cecil? I've never been to the Cecil. I'd love to go to the Cecil. I might have to just, even if I can just meander my way to the outside, I think that might just give me a, a, enough of a tickle to make me come back. But just so many stories, because I'm a criminal justice bachelor's, so my 400-level coursework was a lot on serial killers. So obviously Richard Ramirez in the history in this area, it's not to mention you got Manson and the other folks. It, you know, this area's got so much history, which good and bad history, but the fact that you can still kind of go to these places where these things happen is still pretty remarkable. 
Yeah. No, that is truly actually the darkest place I have ever been. The most that I have been affected with depression and I want to kill myself. I've been there probably more than I've been there with Ghost Adventures. I've been there with Corey and Eldon. I've been there with some CW show. And it's just you get, the closer you get, you just I'm so depressed. I'm so hopeless. And sadly, they're moving in homeless people right now. Great concept. 700 empty rooms. Bad. They're already jumping out windows. From the day one, ambulances are pulling up. You will feel it. You're really intuitive. I could tell you are really intuitive. So you wouldn't even be in this business if you weren't. I mean, th these are the people drawn to it. I would mm. go there. Don't tell anybody this is a really big secret. But I have bribed my way in for as little as $100. Depends on who the okay. guard is. Okay. So I'll Plans. keep that in mind. Anybody, this is private. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the next time I come back, I'll have to get you to, to show me the ropes to go to the system. Okay. That would be great. I would be happy to. So what is on your bucket list as far as, is there a place that, that you're, I'm going to say dying to get to? We can't say that in our business. That yeah, you're no. forward to going to that you haven't been to yet? So next year, I want to do a lot more international stuff because I've done a lot of the bucket list locations I had in the U.S. I mean, there's still a few there, but international, that's where the history, when you start looking at the research, you're like, okay, the U.S., we think 1700s is old. And then you yeah. get overseas and it's like in the year 200, this is what happened. And you're just like, it kind of takes you kind of takes you back for a second because you're like, wow, like thousands of more years of history here. So one that I want to do next year is the killing fields in Cambodia. Oh, wow. um, and then this one's a, a little out there, but again, if you know me, my background uh, from education, you'd kind of make sense, but uh, Jonestown in Guyana, South America, that's one that no one's ever really gotten to touch. And I've looked at, it, it would take a lot of money to pull that one off, but I think there's a lot of, of souls there that, would be willing yeah, to communicate. We're really pissed off <laughs> what happened. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have a thing. I mean, I'm by cults and cult leaders and things like that. So yeah, I hope you get there. Especially, I love that you have a criminal justice background on that. Mm. Was that what you were planning to do when you grew up, go into that work and you ended up here? Yeah. So I was planning, I got that degree with the anticipation of going to law school after to become an attorney, but I ended up going the political side and then I became a legislative assistant for a House of Representatives member. And I was still always doing like paranormal stuff on the side, but obviously at that point it was just a hobby. And then my wife told me to make videos when one of our visits in Texas at a haunted hotel. And then the video started doing well. And then I quit and went for it full time. And here we are. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> I love it. And you can always do the other if you so want or combine them somehow. You could be. No, a no, this is way more fun. This is <laughs> way more fun. That that, uh, that is, is dead and gone at this point. I, I know because I try. I came into this kicking. I wanted to do everything else. I actually ran a regular production company. live shows. I've done this. I've done that. But this is way more fun. For sure. And you're right about the old. I even when I go back east it's older because i'm west coast girl and to us old is a hundred years old so the mm -hmm. oldest thing we have are the mining towns well so you go to virginia city and you go to vulture city and you go to nevada city or you go to butte and all these places but getting back east oh they do have 16 1700 but yeah you will find when you you know over the pond and beyond it's kind of crazy and cool. yeah for sure speak english <laughs> some of them do but like well, they're trying to speak English, but it's such brogue to it. I don't know. 
So you, I, I, again, you do, you go out there, you jump all in of like blooding at Robert the doll and, and stay with Robert the doll. Do you have any specific protection techniques? Do you work within a belief system or is there anything that you do or you just go for it? So I have a religious background, but I don't do any kind of like protection. Like I've never had a cleansing done. I've never had any kind of protection. I just go for it. And which I'm native Hawaiian. So I've had some people tell me that that is, is working in my favor due to the spirituality of the indigenous folks of Hawaii. But yeah, I just go for it. So I don't like, like when we did uh, the Robert the doll video, Josh was the only one that, that had a cleansing, right? He had holy water in, in Florida water. But even then I was just like, I'm good. But then we left and Josh is the one that had all the bad luck. So I'm, I'm counting that one as a win, at least That's knock on good. wood so far. Yeah, the Hawaiian world is. Have you done any investigations there? Or so I've done little, but something that I'm setting up right now is doing a lot of the places that are more indigenous spots, like spirituality spots. So that's something that I am leaning more towards doing here very soon in the next couple months, because I want to bring attention to that culture as well as I think it would just be a really phenomenal experience because the moment you step on in, into the Hawaiian islands, it's just a completely different energy. Completely different energy. And that's what I was going to say, because I've been, and again, non-native person, we have to be very careful. We do have to mm -hmm. be very careful. I've felt it. You, I mean, I do everything with respect anyway, but you go in, it's like, okay, this, I'm an outsider here and I have to go in carefully to some of the sacred spots and things. For sure. Yeah. So it's like from that standpoint, I have the I have the comfortability of knowing this is people that I come from that I'm speaking to. So it's for me, it's more of just telling that story and I don't have to worry as much about the other issues that can be come from that. That's great. So you haven't had with you not doing any protection or cleansings or clearings of any sort. You have you haven't brought anything home with you? Nothing to my knowledge. If they do follow me home, which I invite stuff to follow me too. I'm like, <laughs> if you want to tag along and go to some more spooky spots, you can just hop on the train because we'll be somewhere new every week. So maybe I've transported something in that way, but I've never had anything go home with me, nor do I give it instruction not to go home. I just have never had any experiences at home, but I never pull out equipment at home either. So I feel like if I'm looking for activity at home, I may be more susceptible of finding it if I was investigating. But when I go home, I'm just chilling. That's good. Yeah, you got to kind of keep your home, especially when you do what we do, kind of sacred and separate. But I think it's probably is your attitude. I firmly believe since I was like five years old that this is our realm of existence. They really do have to play by our rules and mm -hmm. they can only really have power over overtake us if we allow them to. You know, I will allow them to. I'm a medium. I will channel. But when I don't want it, it's like, no. And I think you have a strong enough of spirit, your human spirit of who you are, and you know that they're not going to hurt you or can't hurt you, so they're not. Yeah, and, I, and you know, that's why I kind of just give everybody the respect and whatever they believe gives them their, their sanity and their protection, right? Because so many people come from different spiritualities and religious backgrounds, right? And I've come to the conclusion with a lot that it's what you put your power in, right? So if these people put their power in, specific things it's my duty or my job to tell them that's not real because to them it is so you know that's something that i've been very cognizant of is letting people believe what they believe and letting them do what they do because that's what gives them their protection 
Right. I am 100% with you because there are many truths. There's many ways from my house to your house. Who's to say one is better than the other? Mm -hmm. Actually, I started a school where I have like 20 teachers, all of different belief systems. You're right. And you're right. And you're right. And you're right. And we're all right. (laughs) What do you think people, again, a lot of people listening are my witchy folks or my spirituality folks. Mm -hmm. Don't know as much about paranormal investigating, but it's getting bigger and bigger all the time. It's not going away. It's not fading away. I think with the veil thinning and more and more, paranormal or unexplainable to the old-fashioned world happening it's not going away and people are scared so they want to know there's something more what do you if somebody wants to okay i want to get involved in this do you have any suggestions for what they should or more importantly shouldn't do well so you know i tell people all the time the first step with whatever you're interested in is always the hardest one right it's always the hardest to take that initial step or that initial leap so like I think if you're going to places of with historical value with the intent of trying to communicate with something, that's the easiest first step you can take, right? You don't even have to have equipment at that point because you, you can always have an experience without ever having a piece of equipment. But if you're somebody that wants to use equipment, right, you have a cell phone that can serve as a voice recorder that's sitting in your pocket. So between a camera on your phone and the voice recorder, that is a way that you could literally start today sitting where you're at and start becoming an investigator. And at the end of the day, no one can really tell you kind of you're right or wrong because this field's all a theoretical approach. So as long as you can kind of justify what you believe, then, you know, you can kind of go about it the way that you see fit. In terms of things not to do, it really just depends on who you talk to. For me, I'm probably not a good person to ask what not to do, as you can see through my track record. Yeah. But I'm somebody, like I said, I learned through experience, whether it's good or bad. Um, But for some folks out there that may be more open or maybe more susceptible for having bad things happen, it probably would not be a good recommendation to, you know, stick a needle in your thumb and bleed on objects or, or really try and, I don't provoke all the time, but I do find that in certain scenarios, it provocations, a a tool to communicate. Cause like when you go to prisons, for example, most of those people were very there's a communication style that has to be matched. And if you're coming at them like, can you come say hello? Like you rarely get a response, but if you kind of push the agenda a little bit, then you usually tend to get better stuff. But I would just say, know your boundaries and know what you're comfortable with when you start. And that's going to be a big determining factor on, on what you will not do. Cause there's a lot of people, right. That won't touch Ouija boards or there's certain methods that they don't, they won't touch, which that's their personal boundaries. That's cool. Obviously for me, I'll do anything, but it really just comes down to personally what you feel your limits are and how far you want to kind of jump down the potential rabbit hole. Good. I agree wholeheartedly. And yeah, I've been using Ouija boards safely since I was seven or eight years old. But if I'm say doing a seance and even there's one person at the table that gets freaked out by it, I won't, we don't need it anyway. I won't use it because you don't need to bring that fear, that kind of fear factor. Mm-hmm. just not going to help the whole situation so that's yeah and 10 is huge yeah yeah it's huge so what is the funny have you had some anything like really funny or unexpected that has happened to you since this now is your full-time job and what you do what's the funniest so i've had some funny stuff i've had some really funny evps so for anyone out there that's listening it doesn't know what an evp is electronic voice phenomenon or essentially something that's coming through on a recorder that your ears aren't naturally picking up so 
I was at the Madison Seminary in Ohio about two weeks ago. And when I get tired, that's when the live streams really take a turn because I have a very I have a very sick and twisted personality and humor. And that kind of comes out more the more I get tired because the filters kind of come down. And I started asking some interesting questions and asking them in a unique way to try and see if I could make something laugh or make something kind of react in the environment. And we hear a laugh. And then something I took from Adam Kimmel, um, he always asks, if there's anything here, can you say the word banana? Which that's one that I've used since I've kind of met Adam. But once you hear it come through on a recorder and you hear banana, it's like there's nothing that sounds close. Oh, that's good. I like that. We had it come through and the spirit was laughing. Like that was a recent one where I actually kind of chuckled because you know, how many times do people come in asking the same question over and over again? And then all of a sudden you're in here asking something stupid, but they may find humor in that. And what's, it seems like they did and they laughed and ended up responding to other questions after that point. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I think there needs to be more humor in paranormal investigation because I'm sure that the spirits, especially like what I think sometimes are almost overused locations. It's like, is that ghost abuse? I'm not sure. Can you guys give them a week? <laughs> you know, but coming in with something funny. I love that banana. I might have to steal that from you who stole it from someone. They want more than what did I? What did you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If I had a thousand people ask me what my name was and how did I die or when I died, I probably wouldn't talk anymore. Right. It's like, and then go say banana. Why? Okay. Banana. <laughs> or like, yeah. So I dressed up, I had a banana costume. Um, yeah. I put a banana costume on at College Hill Hospital and I climbed into the body locker with the banana costume on and then did an EVP session and we actually had some responses with that. So like I'll, I think a lot of people think the paranormal all has to be like fear based, which sometimes it can be adrenaline pumping, but sometimes it can be kind of lighthearted and fun. It really just depends on what you're trying to do. If your objective is to make scary content then obviously it's all fear-based but if your objective is to get the maximum potential for communication humor is a big part in it right i agree and i love happy ghosts i mean i think big in life big in death i say over and over again you're the little quiet real person in life you're a little quiet ghost big personalities are big personalities in death so whether that's the prison dudes or the minors or you're at the hollywood roosevelt with this you know to see celebrities hanging from the chandelier they're big mm -hmm. personality and you're going to get a lot and it doesn't have to be fear-based it could be fun and sexy and magical and all sorts of things for sure yeah what, what is your weirdest, I don't know why I'm focusing on hotels for some reason, but what is your weirdest hotel experience? Spirit just told me to ask you that, so you must have some. So, have you ever heard of the Grand Midway Hotel no. in Winber, Pennsylvania? So, the guy that owns it, his name is Blair. But on top of this hotel, he has painted the world's largest Ouija board. So, it's got the Guinness Book of World Records, world's largest Ouija board, sits on top of this hotel. And all of the items he has in there... Like, he's got so many unique pieces that come from so many places. Like, he's got a taxidermy monkey, and he's got just dolls that people have donated. And the history of that place alone is very unique because it used to be a brothel. And on 4th of July, one year, one of the workers in the brothel had a firework go into her jugular. And, and that was – she kind of bled out over the town. But this crazy history, but this hotel, 
I don't know if it's because he's combined so many different entities or attachments, but you walk in there and it's one of the weirdest places in terms of energy. Like you could go up to the top floor and you'll feel something and then one room over or one floor down, it, it's a completely different feeling. So people are, are very energy receptive. That's one place that if you've never been, it's worth the night stay because, you know, sometimes it'll be a quiet night, but sometimes you'll hear something walking right outside your door and you're the only one in the building. Yay. Okay. I will remember that. That is cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, a trip. it's a crazy place. What is the, what is like, do you have you had a really bad experience that I don't want to go back there, whether it's just did there nothing really good happened and you were hoping or else, again, it was so bad that you didn't like it? I've never had anything like scare me to the point where I'd never want to return or, or bad enough that I'd never want to return. Because, again, I kind of know that when you start, you know, trying to piss something off, if something reacts that way, you're I mean, you're literally asking for it. So they're just giving you what you're putting out. So. For me, like I've been to a lot, like Bobby Mackey's was one that I was really surprised of because I've been there multiple times and just very little activity. Not to say that things haven't happened there, but just for me personally, you know, I didn't have much activity, whether that would be like I threw a gummy worm in the portal to hell and ate it. And just to say, which I would never do it again because people like bleed spit. into that hole yeah. and spit. I'd never do it again, but I did it once. I've just never had much activity. There. And I think kind of what you mentioned earlier, where it's there's almost like so much investigating going on that it kind of just sucks the energy out of these places. Because like I've been to Waverly Hills before and I've been multiple times, but sometimes I go and it's just completely quiet. And sometimes I go and if I'm by myself or just me and my wife, then it's really active. So I think a lot of the big box stores, as I call them, it's very hard for those entities because there's so many people coming in with the intent to communicate. Like there's no way they'd have enough energy to actively do that with everyone that comes in. So I found that a lot of the smaller locations that are kind of less known and less investigated tend to give me the crazy stuff compared to the bigger locations. Yeah, me too. I love that. Anyway, this is fascinating. I just love it. But for anybody, as we're looking at the clock, right, ah, tell people now that they're going to be intrigued with you as I am. Tell people what you have coming up, where they can find you on social media and websites and all of that. Yeah. So Kalani Ghost Hunter is where you can find me on pretty much every social media platform. Usually every month I do a lockdown inside of a location where I stream for three to seven days nonstop. So we have one coming up the 17th through 20th of October, which obviously this is coming after. Um, but in November, I'll be staying at the Randolph County Infirmary for a stretch. So that's coming up. And then next year in January, we're going to be doing some international streams from some places in Europe. So I also post on YouTube every week. So if you don't like live content, you can watch a YouTube video or if you want both and you can do both. That is great. Yeah, Randolph County. That's a spooky one, too. I've been there a couple of times. Ah, I love it. We are going to have to cross paths again and be somewhere. For sure. For sure. Um, so you guys check him out. If you like this ghosty sort of thing, and I know you do. So thank you, Kalani. Go out there. Keep getting yourself in trouble. You're going to be fine. I know. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm a huge fan of yours because I oh. used to love watching ghost adventures. And like I've obviously seen you on ghost adventures a bunch like when I was growing up that was my show was 
was Ghost Adventures. Okay, one more thing. Tomorrow is Halloween. The veil is thin. Do you have any specific plans for Halloween itself? Yeah, so Halloween, I am going to the Saratoga County Homestead in Saratoga, New York, and we're going to do a subathon. So I'll be live as long as the people keep me live inside of the Saratoga County Homestead. So that place is spooky already, and then you've got people breaking in all the time. So it's going to be an interesting Halloween night. Ooh, yay. Spookiest night of the year. So check it out. Can anybody tune into that or how do they find that? Or yeah, anyone it- can watch that. It'll be on TikTok Live, but anyone will be able to watch that. Okay. So happy Halloween, everybody. Doll says bye. And you guys, thank you. Check him out. And thank you for bringing your magic to the witching hour. Thank you. <laughs>